spanning the Valley of the Sun and all across the 48th state. This is the Gatos and Chad Show. Happy, 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 happy Thursday. Happy Thursday, everybody. Why don't we kick off the show? Big. Kick it off. All right. Let's kick it off. All right, so here's what we got. Uh, what was it? Last week, the big news came down. Arizona's attorney general puts a hold on executions in the state. And they want a completion of a review of death penalty protocols. It's been ordered by our new governor, Katie Hobbs. Uh, they're saying that the state's history, we have mismanaged executions. Now, there was an eight-year hiatus. We didn't execute anybody. They mismanaged the one uh, eight years ago. Yes. I thought they got the other ones uh, right over the last okay. three years. So eight years, nothing. 2022, three executions. The most death sentences carried out in Arizona in a decade. Uh, did something go wrong with the three that we don't know about? Let's find out. All right. Uh, joining us now, the attorney general of the state of Arizona, Chris Mays, joins us here on KTAR. Uh, attorney general, nice to have you show. How are you today? I'm doing good, guys. How are you doing? Thanks for having me on. Why are we pushing the pause button on executions in Arizona? What's the deal? Here's the deal, and and I I've got to tell you this was this was a really hard decision for me, um, especially given the heinous nature of these crimes. And so this was this was not easy, but you know it is something I talked about uh, on the campaign trail and, and in talking to Arizonans uh, about uh, my becoming attorney general, which is we need transparency in the execution process. We need to not botch these executions. You know, we've had several instances of that over the last, well, at least since 2014. You're right. It was put on pause after a really terrible attempted execution. Ultimately, it was successful in 2014. When they restarted it last year, they had several major issues. I mean, I think that if we're going to uh, have the ultimate penalty in Arizona, and we do, we have the death penalty here, and if we're going to carry it out in the name of $7 million Arizonans, which we are, it had better be competently done. And the people of Arizona uh, have a right to know that it's that it's also going to be transparently done. And so we need some answers on all of those things before we before we move on. Attorney General Mace, you, you say uh, that they need to be done correctly. They were done correctly. I didn't think. I mean, we had two of our reporters were actually at those executions. They're, they're minus trying to find a vein for one of them. They seem to go pretty, pretty smoothly. It wasn't like in, in 2014 where it took several hours for somebody to die. It was uh, there was a small hiccup, but that was because of a vein outside of that that seemed to be pretty, uh, you know, got the job done. Well, I mean, I think there was a difference of opinion about that, and I don't want to get into the the details of of each of those, but there was a difference of opinion about how well it went. I will say there was zero transparency about the drugs that were used, where they were procured. As you guys know, there was a situation several years ago in which the state of Arizona got into trouble for trying to transport drugs across international borders that the state wasn't supposed to be doing. There was an attempt during the Brnovich administration to restart the gas chamber and use Zyklon B, which is a Nazi-era drug 
drug, in order for me to proceed with executions, I need answers about these things, guys. And I don't think it's too much to ask. And I think the governor didn't think it was too much to ask that we have answers about that. And then, you know, the other thing that I'd like to to know about is um, what appears to be a developing disparity between where the death penalty uh, is being uh, assessed or or meted out. And it it looks like Maricopa County is really the, I mean, I wouldn't say the only place where the death penalty is being used and and thoughts. It's looking like it's getting down to Maricopa County, and that has to do with how costly it is to try these cases. You know, if if the same crime is committed in uh, Yavapai County, which is where I was born and raised, uh, as Maricopa County, why is it that you would only get the death penalty in Maricopa County? I think that's an issue, right? Attorney General of the State of Arizona, Chris Mays, is joining us for talking about uh, executions. You said you didn't want to get into it, but I think we got to get into it. What happened in these three executions in 2022? Uh, I'll just throw away. Here's one guy, Frank Atwood. He uh, killed an eight-year-old in, eight, in 1984. Her name was Vicky, And uh, Vicky's mom, Debbie, said, we've endured for decades suffering, waiting for this guy on death row to die. And finally he did. And now we can we can have some closure. If we're going to halt the executions, I think you got to tell us why. Let's just pick one of them, one of the three, Dixon, Atwood, Hopper. What went wrong for, for you to say, we got to stop this because I didn't see anything that went wrong. And I think a lot of people, maybe, maybe you, I'm sure you know more than we do, but you got to tell us something. Well, I mean, I think I just did, did tell you something. But, but, but again, let me something go back specific. To, something specific let, in one of the three cases where you say, uh, hey, you know what? That was wrong. And now we've got to halt it. I haven't heard that yet. Well, let me let me go back again to what I said about about the victims and the victims' families. And and one the first thing that I did before announcing with the governor uh, this um, pause again a pause in the death in, in the death penalty and in executions is that I contacted the victims' family so that the victims' family uh, had an opportunity to talk to me about this. You're absolutely right. The the, the families of these victims victims have to come first. They have rights as well, but they also uh, are a part of the justice system. And in order to carry out justice, it has to be done competently. And I think in the last uh, execution, there were folks who attended that execution and said there were problems. Are we talking Uh, about Murray Hooper? Uh, yes, okay. and and the one prior, I believe, and so we have to. But what happened? Well, guys, I'm not I'm not going to sit here and talk to you about every last detail of it. How but, about one detail? You know, we also need to know we we also need to know about the disparities in counties uh, and between counties, and we need to know where the drugs are coming from. I mean, no, I get know, all that. That is that is a fundamental issue that that I think, and a fundamental thing that the people of Arizona, all seven million. Arizonans have a right to know what the drug protocol is, what the skill level is, for instance, of the people who are carrying out these executions. And even if you and I disagree or agreed about whether the last one was carried out uh, competently, there are enough examples over the last decade to suggest that we need to go back and review this. And that's what we're doing. So how long is this review going to take? I mean, are we talking this is going to be something that's going to take months? 
months, years? And what do you tell the families out there who are now feel like they're on pause uh, because it feels like it's a political thing where uh, it, they're standing up and saying, we're going to use this to, to stop these? Well, that's a, I mean, I think that's a fair question. And, and I have not put a timetable on this, nor has the governor. But the death penalty should not be a political thing. And that's why, you know, we need to get to, to the bottom of, of, of questions like, why did the previous attorney general try to secure Zyklon B? Why was there a rush in the last year uh, when the previous attorney general was running for the United States Senate to execute three people. Um, th- this is not political. This should not be political. And so we're going to put a pause on this, and we're going to get it to the bottom of these answers and, and, and release that to the public and be totally transparent with the people of Arizona because, again, as you guys know, the death penalty is done in the name of, of, of all Arizonans. It is the law of the state of Arizona. Okay, because that was my next one. Uh, Chris Mays is joining us, Arizona Attorney General. Are you against the death penalty personally, or are you for the death penalty personally? Um, I am. I am not personally opposed to the death penalty. You're okay with it. Yes, and it's the law of Arizona, and it's my job to, to, to carry out the law of Arizona. All right. All right. All right, Arizona Attorney General Chris Mays, our guest. Uh, thank you, Attorney General. Nice to talk to you. Appreciate your time. You too, guys. Okay, take care. All right. I think we got some answers. I think we need to go over some of that stuff. What is the definition of botched? Uh, you know, there's a different definition for, for everyone. The one in 2014 uh, that we had here in Arizona, uh, they said that was botched because it took two hours. If you ask me, I don't think it was botched. I think that they got the job done and it, it took too Well, if too the long. goal is that person comes into this room alive and yeah. leaves dead, right. it was done. I, th- I think that... Hobbs and Mays have a different definition of the word botched. Yes. I believe that. I'll tell you what that is next. Um, but, but I think, I think, let's talk about this. Is it, what, what is, what are we talking about? Is the actual procedure botched? Is the, is the execution botched? Or did she alluded to the fact, are there some people who shouldn't be in that room, uh, administering these shots? So let's, let's discuss it. Uh, thanks, Chris Mays, Arizona, Arizona Attorney General. Uh, we'll continue to talk about this coming up in uh, in just a second. This is the Gatos and Chad Show. Ah, Gatos Chat Show is a podcast. Never miss any of the action. Miss that interview with the Attorney General. Grab it. It is the Gatos and Chad Show podco, a podcast. Your iPhone, your a- Android right there. You go, just click, boom, there it is. There we are. You can download it. Never miss any of the action. Brought to you by Carol Royce, Keller Williams Realty, East Valley. Get a higher price selling your home. Get guaranteed offers. Go to higherprice.com, higherprice.com. All right. Uh, our thanks to Chris Mays in the last section. She led off the show with us, Arizona's Attorney General. We want some answers on why we push the pause button on executions. Here's a few of my uh, my thoughts of, of of our, our conversation. Let's do it. Uh, first thing, she mentioned um, Brnovich, former AG. Okay. Now, remember, we went through eight years where we didn't execute anybody. So there are questions of why did we start all, why did we start right, you know, out of nowhere in 2022? It seems that Mays is saying that Brnovich, and uh, am I putting words in her mouth? Yeah. But she kind of said this. Well, Brnovich executed three people because of politics. He was running for Senate. That's basically what she said. It felt like that's what she, like he that's was she speeding said. up to make sure he got those in under the well, under she, the guidelines. She said, "Hey, he's running for Senate." Okay, that's a, I think it's a valid question. I don't know the answer to it. 
did Brnovich start up the executions last year because he wanted to look good in front of his base and kill three bad guys? It's a valid question. I mean, we went eight years with nothing. And why, then all why did of a sudden, it take eight years to start it up? Yeah. Were they trying to start it up for several years and there was pushback? Right, right. So I think the question is, did Brnovich have three people executed because he was running for political office. Listen, politicians do this all the time. You can say Mays is pausing executions because of politics, too. Mm-hmm. But I think it's a, I think it's an interesting question. I mean, she did say that she was for the death penalty. Uh-huh. Uh, and I think she's got some valid points about where do we get the stuff from? Because remember, there was a time it, it, these things were expired and then they're where exactly we don't know where we're getting them from. And some some of these places now won't won't supply them if you if they know they're going to use them as execution. Yeah. You know. See, I don't like the fact that we've stalled the execution process in Arizona. What I would do is I'd keep it going. And if you want to continue to review it as it goes, fine. Because that's kind of the way it was pitched, right? Like, we're going to examine every execution. Okay. And then we're going to, like, do a Monday morning quarterback to find we could better. But now that you're not doing any of those, right. well, what, what then? I, I think they're looking at the three from last year. And the way that Attorney General Mays is talking, uh, that they, they were botched. The three. And, and what is your definition of a botched execution? All right. Go over Clarence Dixon. All right, he's the first guy that, that we uh, whacked in 2022. So they had to cut into his groin to find a vein. From what we understand, that's that's legal, and it's a backup procedure. It's a backup uh, uh, a protocol, whatever you want to call it. But yeah, It wasn't it, anything that was it, illegal. No, no, not at all. But it seems that Mays was saying the person who did it was not trained to do that. Okay. I also think that's a valid question. I don't have the answer for that. Well, because doctors, they, you know. Was I mean, it a doctor? They, no. It wasn't a no, doctor. Apparently, so who's cutting into the guy? Uh, and for me, I don't really care who's cutting into the guy. Cut into him. Let's stick it in. Let's go. You know what I mean? Let's get it done. Let's get it what done. We're not going to execute people if they have bad veins. You're going to have a little bit of discomfort, and then we're going to put you to sleep. Uh, so was that botched? Again, my I my mean, interpretation no is no. People supposedly that does any of the stuff for the execution, and maybe they should change that. Well, what doctors, quote unquote, I'm not going to, you know, they, they do not. Uh, when you get into something like this, when it comes to, oh. uh, you know, putting in needles, you, it's much different than somebody strapping somebody to a chair okay. and flipping a switch. All right. So you're not going to are, are doctors and nurses absolutely against, you know, going and, and helping the process of executing a person. Is oh. that why you have who's doing who did the cut? <laughs> who's and, you know, probably somebody who was a phlebotomist. Okay. I mean, how, you know, is that, did you take an oath to do no harm as a phlebotomist? Okay. All right. So that was the first one. How about Frank Atwood? What went wrong I there? I don't hear know. The last two, I heard zero um, even delays or Murray anything. Murray Hooper, that's that's a third they guy. They seem to get quicker, right? Well, and, you know, I tried to get Maze. Hey, listen, give me one thing. She wasn't going to do it. And I didn't get one. Give me one thing where it went wrong. I She wouldn't tell me. She talked about, well, if someone kills somebody in Yavapai County, why are we killing them in Maricopa County? Yeah, the whole... To like, be honest, I don't care about that. I, I, I don't it's get... It's Arizona. I don't care. So are you saying that Maricopa County is bloodthirsty? Maybe it's just why is Maricopa County paying for it and Yavapai isn't. Again, I, I don't know. I don't really care about that stuff. Uh, I'd, I'd like to wipe these guys off the face of the earth. I think they're looking at several different things why this thing's being held up. But I think the biggest thing uh, was that whoever is doing the executing... Uh, Mays is saying they are not trained enough. And well, if you haven't if, done anything for eight years. 
But if that's the case, that they're not trained enough, in her mind, that is a botched execution. Where in my mind, it's not. No, I don't think it's a box execution. I just I think, think so they want to look at a fine. You want to be transparent. That's great. But okay. you were asking for transparency. Explain to everybody, transparency wise, <laughs> what exactly went wrong. What went wrong? And it, it couldn't get it. Couldn't do it. I mean, if if they went several hours and couldn't find a vein and do any of those things, okay, that's fine. They right. didn't. Right. No, it wasn't what happened in 2014. No, they had a hiccup. It. They moved on. They had a hiccup in the first execution of 2022. The last execution of 2014, it took the guy two hours to die. I, listen, I don't want it. I don't. I don't think it should take two hours to die. I don't feel bad for the guy, but I, we're not here to, to to torture you. We're here to put you down. Yes, like like an animal that that you, like the animal that you are. We're putting you down, and in doing so, what we're doing is we're giving the family. Uh, you killed somebody in that family. We're going to give them a little bit of peace. And we're not doing that right now. We're not giving anybody peace. I think we're paying too much attention to the murderers and not enough attention to the victims' families. We've been waiting decades for the person who murdered the loved one to die in the gurney. And so let's do this quickly. Or say we're never doing it at all. We need to pick something here that we're going to do and stop playing the political hide here, hide there. We're doing this. We don't know where this medicine comes from. We couldn't find clean needles, whatever it is. I, I hope they're not uh, again. I hope they're they're not putting this on on the shelf, and and we're not gonna we're not gonna. That's see what it. I asked her. I have a feeling this thing's gonna take I, a lot I longer. I have a feeling they're gonna try to run out the clock. Well, remember, May says she she doesn't have a problem with executions. No, she's fine with it. That's what she told us. Okay, uh, lots to get to coming up next. Uh, did everyone in the school know that that six year old kid? was going to shoot his teacher. Remember the story in Virginia? It's been crazy. We've got even more craziness coming out of that classroom about what this kid did. It's all coming up next on the Gatos and Chad Show. Drive home with the Gatos and Chad Show. I think everybody in uh, the school in Virginia knew this six-year-old was going to shoot his teacher. Yeah. Judging by it, I think everybody in town knew. It's unbelievable. Except for the administrators. Right. The story of the six-year-old a few weeks ago goes into school and shoots the teacher. And we find out he purposely did it. And it's hard to to wrap your brain around a six-year-old actually wanting to do that. Uh, but if it was up to him, he would have wanted to watch her burn alive. We yeah. found that out, too. Yeah. Instead of shooting her, he wanted to just set her on fire. This is a six-year-old kid. Teacher's okay and recovering. She's got a massive lawsuit that she's going to win, and she should, because it seems, oh, I don't know how many people knew that 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 that, that this kid was, you know, at the very, very least, dangerous. A teacher in Virginia who was shot by a six-year-old student earlier this month now says administrators failed to act despite multiple warnings that this little boy was armed. Abigail Zorner is her name. She was shot in a class in the chest and she intends to file a lawsuit against the Newport News School District in the coming days. Alright, so how many warnings that day? The school board voted last night to remove the superintendent. Well, that's good. Let's get rid of that bum. Now the move comes after the attorney representing Abby Zorner says school officials were warned three times that the student might have a gun. Three. Well, one, two, three. Obviously, you need, come on, Chad, you need at least six or seven you need warnings. Like, I mean, we need come on, six right? verifiable, right. he's got a gun warnings. I need a photo of it, too. Uh, take a photo of the gun, because, you know. He I, showed a kid at lunch and uh, said, if you say a word, I'm going to kill you. Right. Fantastic. He doesn't count, though, because he's a child. Right. 
Adults, but they believed him. Adults knew this. That, they believed that he had he that, that he was serious about something. Right. But they didn't take it serious because they, I think, well, uh, I think we're going to find out a lot about the way that they treated this. About equity, about, you know, it's a, let's just kind of be kind and loving. Are you kidding me? Mm. This should have never happened. It was preventable. Attorney Diane Toscano represents shooting victim Abby Zwerner. Toscano said school personnel, quote, could not be bothered to act even after several warnings about the six-year-old shooter. And she outlined hours of alleged inaction before the child fired at Zwerner. You know, the one thing I keep going over this, you know, there's no inaction, nothing, no, nobody did anything. Like, if if I found out, if I'm a teacher, I know this is so easy for me to say, because Monday morning quarterback. But if I'm a teacher and everybody's saying this kid has a gun, uh, I'm bigger than that six-year-old. I'm going to go shake that kid down. Yeah. I'm not beating him up. I'm not saying I'm going to do anything brutal. I mean, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go to the desk. Well, if you got a gun, I'm going to make sure. I'll, I'll do whatever I'll I need to gun. Defeat my, uh, defend myself. If you're going to shoot me. Well, yeah. No, but I'm talking beforehand. Yeah. I got, if, if, if everybody knew that You're going to take it upon yourself to address that issue I'm before going it gets and out of I'm hand. I'm going to get right in front of that kid. Yeah, but you it, know because, what? What if what if the kid what if the kid comes in and then he's going to complain and you violated his civil at rights? At least I won't get shot. <laughs> well, he. I'm uh, bigger than you. Yes, uh, you're six and, and armed. I'm going to make sure I take that gun off of you, and I'll do it with ease because you're six. Did you hear what the, the little pocket story is? Just hilarious. Yeah, what do you got? He said. Uh, Oh, he doesn't have a gun. He's got little pockets. One of the administrators. He's got little pockets. There's no gun in there. Okay. Fantastic. Where was the gun? He put it in the back of his pants? Uh, that I don't know. Th- that hasn't come out yet right. because everything's been, you know, coming out slowly but surely. And there was a lot of parents there last night whose kids were in that classroom at school. And mm. boy, are they unhappy. She also alleged that when another school employee asked to search the boy, he was turned down. He was told to wait the situation out because the school day was almost over. Uh, If you really think that the boy may have a gun and you're too scared to search the kid, then you know what you do? Who's running this, Uvalde? Right. Yeah, it sounds like it. You know what you do? You, You sit an adult right next to that kid at class. I'm going to sit right next to you. And if I see you even move for a pen. Yeah. Uh, then I'm going to I'm going to move on you. Yeah. It's really that simple. And, and I would have said, hey, you know what? Whether if you don't think he's got a gun, fantastic. You know what he can't be? He can't be in my classroom anymore. No. So 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 deal with it at that point. If you want to deal with it at the front of the office, you guys then deal with it. Yeah. Uh, and by the way, the parents were. Uh, attending classes with this kid. Mom and dad, mom sat to the right, dad sat to the left. What does that tell you? Uh, what does it tell you that the parents said, hey, that gun was totally locked up? Yeah. And, and apparently it was it. put up also uh, eight feet, climbed on desk and stuff to get to it. So what we're talking about is somebody is someone that is way off. Yeah. Is 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 an, an evil little kid, which I hate saying, but that's what he's very, very disturbed. You want to burn a human being in front of you alive and, and watch it? Six? You are disturbed. Yeah. And I think everybody knew it. And you don't want to do anything? Guess what happens? Teacher gets shot in the chest. So what happens when you do nothing. The yeah. amount of lawsuits that are going to come Good. from this from every child, probably at that school. Every, Good. They, Good. they have every right to. Good. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. All right, coming up next. Coming this, up. This story's nuts. Uh, a Big Mac was uh, delivered to center court during a basketball game last night. Uber Eats on the court during a game? We've got the play-by-play. It's fantastic. Next. It's the Gatos and Chad Show. Uh, the golf tournament hailed as the People's Open returns to TPC Scottsdale's The Waste Management Open. Tees off February 6th, runs through the 12th. Head to the contest page, KTR.com right now. Your chance to win tickets plus one lucky winner will win Greens Keeper Passes. This is the strangest thing I've ever seen on a basketball court. It was very interesting. It was very funny. So it's a college game, right? Uh, Loyola Chicago versus, uh, what is it? Duquesne. Duquesne. Dequest. Uh, I was. I didn't. I, I, I just saw. It was a horrible D that looked like they did everything they could to still Duke's D yeah. without doing it. <laughs> All right. So there's a basketball game going on, and I want you just to think about this. Uh, you're at center court, and you're looking down uh, at center court. You've got the best seats in the house, right? You're looking down at the court, right? You know, center. To your right, in the corner, closest to you. You know where some people shoot the three from the corner. Yeah. A uh, delivery dude is standing on the court. Yeah, he is. He's from Uber freaking He's eats. walking onto the court. He's on completely the court. unaware that there are 10 large gentlemen <laughs> playing sports on the court. There's a game going on. He didn't do it during halftime. He didn't do it during a timeout. They're dribbling the ball around the Uber Eats guy. Yeah, that was spectacular. You want to hear some of this? Yeah, let's do it. All right, by the way. The announcing is spectacular, by it the way. Is. They, these two guys have Boom the most... Boom goes the dynamite guy. They, but these two guys have the biggest fake radio voices of the world. Uh, I, I, people always come, hey, is that your real voice that you use on the air? Yeah. No, it's yeah. not. It's not real voice. Jeez. All right. Listen to this. This is unbelievable. Somebody came on the floor. Somebody came on the floor. Oh, my gosh. Somebody came on the floor on the far side looking for an Uber Eats delivery or something there. He's carrying some McDonald's. Oh, this has to be one of the all-time uh, I'm actually not kidding. No, I, no, I this think, is the I truth. I think that's what's happening. This guy's in the corner. looked like he... Was he going to like deliver the, the McDonald's? The this guy's on the corner. Looks like he's doing something there. To somebody on the court? Wow. Can we rule that out? I think that's an Uber Eats sticker. Maybe I'll put my hand up. I'm getting a little hungry. You can bring it over here. Oh, spectacular. <laughs> so I'm listening to this, and like, all right. So they're I watched, a train wreck. I watched this guy's re- oblivious. I watched the replay. That's great. And I think they're joking. And all of a sudden, the, the camera pans over. The one camera angle. And they show a replay. Right, they're showing not of the not of the a dunk or of a great pass. They're not showing a replay of that. They're showing a replay of the guy. He's an Uber Eats guy. He's, he's and he's on the he's literally on the court, standing next to a basketball player with Big Mac, completely oblivious to the game going on around him. Who's he delivering it to? The ref. The, the, the ref said later. Give it to me later. Not now. Philip Alston's done a lot. I didn't think he needed a Big Mac for sustenance in the middle of the game. I, I know. That's a funny line. Oh, but I'm not. Well, the official out there, Tim, he, he distanced him like, I didn't say now. <laughs> Who delivered the food? <sighs> hey, what was the uh, what was that championship college football game where it was it uh, Georgia? They were eating wings on the side of the field or on the sidelines because they were beating up on TCU so bad. Oh, that was horrible. Well, yeah, that was that was. Uh... All right, here's the end of it. Dude showed up to deliver hand. That's Hangabers. not Is that his real voice? The That's not be. his real voice. Don't shout up to Hangabers. Dude showed up to deliver hamburgers <laughs> while the game was going on and stepped on the court, Tim. Tim? What do you think of that, Tim? Reaction. 
Yeah, yeah uh, that was spectacular. I only did one basketball game when I was in uh, at Syracuse How University. How was it? Uh, it was a train wreck. Nice. The play-by-play, I couldn't. Do, I couldn't. Do, I wasn't very good at the play-by-play. But when everything stopped, I could. I could yap up a storm. Right. You've been better baseball guy because baseball is yeah. all about telling stories. Yeah, I couldn't. Nothing keep, happens in baseball. I couldn't keep up with the play. But when there was nothing going on, it started. My my my. That's where I'm like, you know, I probably should just do a show one day. Yeah. You know, just uh, I'll just start talking. Because you got to be baseball. You're like two and two, <laughs> just outside. You know, he fishes on the off season. <laughs> right, exactly. His dad, they like uh-huh. to go deep sea fishing. <laughs> Fouled back, still two and two. See, he uh, likes catching salmon. <laughs> I always, I always think it's interesting when people run on the field or on the court. So in baseball. Uh, a lot of people get on the field and they'll pan away. They won't show them. Yeah. Or football. You know, there have been times where somebody runs on an NFL field, and guess what? One of the players goes. This, well, is- this year, right? Who, who blit somebody up this year, right? Yeah, Am I right really- there was, man? Did somebody just absolutely blow somebody up? My favorite is when the commentators get really into it. Like Kevin Harlan Kevin does Harlan some great streaking commentary. We, do we have that? I'll look for it. Or right. what about the cat, too, right? Remember the cat ran on the field? Got a giant cat. Yeah, oh, a, boy. A black cat on Monday Night Football. It's because it's always so fun to listen to these announcers do something uh, and talk about something unplanned. Yeah. That has nothing to do with the game. And, and they're willing to have fun with it, yeah. which I think is great, which most uh, don't. Right. You know, let's just be happy he didn't glue himself to the floor. Now, that happened in, in what? A game? Minnesota. Right. I think it was a playoff game last year. It was an year, activist. Right? Who didn't like like the Timberwolves owner or something he like killed that? Chickens or was, what? He 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 held chickens in an unkind way. How do you do that? Because he has a chicken farm. Yeah, so that was uh, you got some Harlan. Yeah, we got some Harlan. Fire that up. This is awesome. Five oh three to go. Someone has run on the field. Some guy with a brawl. <laughs> and now he's not being chased. He's running down the middle of the forty. Arms in the air and a victory salute. He's pulling down his pants. Pull up your pants, my man. Pull up those pants. He's being chased to the 30. He breaks a tackle from a security guard. The 20, down the middle, the 10, the 5. He slides at the 1, and they converge on him at the goal line. Pull up your pants. Take off the bra and be a man. I'm surprised he didn't get in trouble for that. Cancel him. No such thing as a man. He, Kevin Harlan's the best. He is. He'll I have fun with it. He is the best play-by-play guy out there. <laughs> Pull up your pants, man. Pull man. up your pants, man. All right. Coming up next. Uh, are we heading towards a rolling recession? That doesn't sound good. The Gatos and Chad Show.